Hello, welcome to the Grow Your Wealthy Mindset Podcast, where it is all about helping amazing physicians just like you create a wealthy life free from burnout and with the financial security to practice medicine on your own terms. I'm your host, Dr. Elisa Zhang. Welcome back to the Grow Your Wealthy Mindset Podcast. So today I want to talk about debt. A lot of people hate debt, but what I want to offer to you is that debt is neutral. Don't judge yourself for having debt. In fact, the ability to borrow and be in debt can be really helpful for building wealth. What is debt? When you have debt, you are buying money and the price you're paying for that money is the interest. You don't have enough money to buy something that you want, so you're going to borrow the money to buy that item or that service or whatever it is you're purchasing. And in order to buy the money, you pay interest. So the cost of borrowing money is interest. Some people talk about good debt and bad debt, but really, in the end, it's all money that you're just paying interest in order to have the money in advance. There's no good debt. There's no bad debt. It's all neutral. One example I want to give you is that people often say that borrowing money for your education is good debt. But if you're borrowing $400,000 to pay for an expensive undergraduate education followed by a PhD in a field where you can expect to make less than $100,000 a year once you're established, then that investment into education probably isn't enough of a return on investment to make that education debt truly good debt. The idea behind good debt is that you're using that debt to invest and grow and that you'll be able to make more money because of that money that you borrowed. And that can be a way to look at when debt is used responsibly. But in the end, when you have debt, it's just debt. It's all neutral. Something that could have started out as being money borrowed for a good investment could end up being a bad investment. And you know, you may now think of that debt as bad. So again, just think of debt as neutral. If you have debt, don't judge yourself for having debt. Don't think you're a bad person because you have debt. Or if you know someone else who has a lot of debt, they're not a bad person either. It's just all neutral. The amount of debt you have has nothing to do with your worth as a human being. Now, when I talk about debt as neutral, I'm not ignoring the fact that debt has ruined countless of lives. The average American has $90,460 in debt, according to a 2021 CNBC report. This included all types of consumer debt products like credit cards, personal loans, mortgages, and student debt. The average American family has $155,622 in debt, which is up 6.2% from a year ago. The latest Fed data shows that consumer credit card balances rose $856 billion in the fourth quarter of 2021. That's a stunning $52 billion increase from the $804 billion it was in the third quarter of 2021. Approximately 44% of American families carry credit card debt. So when you hear those statistics, you realize there's a lot of people out there that would probably be better off if they never borrowed money. However, There are many ways that debt has actually helped build our economy. If small business owners couldn't take out loans to start their business, you know, our economy would be in a very different place. The United States is one of those places where you could really go from rags to riches. And part of that is the ability to actually borrow money. And that means having debt. Small businesses really makes up a backbone of our economy, and we would not have the economic growth we do in the United States if we didn't have that. 
you know, if you weren't able to borrow money, would you even be able to have gone to college? For a lot of American families, that wouldn't have been a possibility. I know that my parents worked really hard to save for college, but I was one of three children, and I would not have been able to go to the college of my choice without those student loans. I was lucky. I did get a full ride to Ohio State University. So even if my parents had no money for college, I couldn't take on loans in order to go to college. I still would have been able to go to college. But think of how many people would not have been able to go to college if they couldn't take out those student loans. I realize that the plentiful student loans may be a reason why college tuition has gone up so high, but the ability to go to college and go to the college of your choice by taking out loans is still part of what makes the ability to have debt so beneficial. My ability to go to Caltech for my undergraduate was largely because of the ability for me to actually borrow money to go to college and take on that debt. And in fact, the increased lifetime earnings of a man who graduates college with a bachelor's degree is approximately $900,000 more than a high school graduate. A woman with a bachelor's degree earns about $630,000 more. This comes from an article published in 2015 called Education and Lifetime Earnings in the United States. While I don't love that gap of $270,000 between men and women going to college, it still shows just how much more earning power there is by being able to have an undergraduate degree and having that debt in order to be able to obtain the undergraduate degree. That investment by taking out that debt is well worthwhile for most people. But I do hear a lot of people talk about how much they hate their student loan debt. Think back to when you first got into medical school. How happy were you to have that acceptance? Think about that time where you got that letter in your hand or read that email that you were accepted into medical school, that you were going to become a medical doctor. What if there were no student loans available to you? Would you have been able to go to medical school? Does that put your student loan debt in a different light? Getting those student loans likely enabled you, or if not you, many other people, to be able to actually become a physician. This is why debt can be a powerful instrument. And it's also true for buying a home. If mortgages weren't available, if you actually weren't able to borrow money in order to buy property, which is actually the case in some other countries, then many people would not be able to buy their own home or invest in real estate at all. In fact, the ability to leverage with debt in real estate is one of the reasons why so much wealth can actually come from investing in real estate. So there are actually a lot of positive sides of debt as well as negative sides of debt. Debt itself is not good or bad, but you do want to consider the reason why you are borrowing money. If you're borrowing money to invest yourself, whether it's higher education or a course on how to learn to invest in real estate, then that could be a very good reason to borrow money. You may buy the real estate course on your credit card for $3,000 and then make that all back with your first real estate deal. And then you can do it again and again and really build more wealth. But on the other hand, if you're using that money to buy expensive things just to impress your friends that you don't even care for, then that might not be a good reason to borrow money. If you're buying things just to keep up with the Jones, that might also not be a good reason to borrow money. So you want to think about what is the reason you're borrowing money that has put you into debt. Think about the debt you have. What did you buy in order to actually have that debt? Was that buying luxury goods? 
Was that your education and student loans? Was it your house? Think of all the reasons you have debt. Would you make those purchases again, knowing that you have that debt later on? If you notice that you've made a lot of purchases that you regretted and that you'd rather not have made those purchases and not have those debt, then regret itself serves no purpose, but you can take that as a learning experience for what to do in the future and try to avoid making the kind of purchases, especially if you're going to use debt in order to make those purchases on things that really aren't going to bring you lasting joy or something that you would do again. The next question people often ask is whether to pay down debt or invest. And there are many factors that go into this. You know, the first thing to consider is just how do you feel about debt? Because that does matter. Yes, you could work to change your thoughts around debt, but if your predominant thoughts about debt cause you to have considerable stress or prevent you from sleeping at night, it may be better to just work at paying off that debt than to keep working on your thoughts. The next factor to consider is the interest rate. If the interest rate on the debt is high, then paying off that debt may be a better return on investment than anywhere else you would actually invest your money. Generally, if the interest rate is above 8%, you'll want to work at paying that down and paying that down as aggressively as you can. Another question is whether that debt is deductible in your taxes. If Uncle Sam is helping you pay down that debt, then you may not want to pay it off quite so fast. Is there any chance that the debt will be forgiven? If it's possible that you don't actually have to pay all of the debt yourself, then you also may not want to pay off that debt quickly. Good example of this is if you plan to apply for PSLF, then you want to make all your payments such that you qualify for the PSLF as soon as possible, but you don't want to pay more than you have to if the rest of it's going to get forgiven. You also want to consider what investments you have available to you. And would it be better to invest rather than pay down debt due to funding specific accounts, the advantages of those accounts, the rate of return that you would potentially get in those kind of investments that you actually plan on putting your money? All these factors go into whether or not you should pay down debt or invest. Once you've paid all your expenses, including the minimum monthly payment on all your debt, what is the best place to start with the money you have left? If you are employed and your employer matches your contributions in your retirement account, then you definitely want to invest enough to get the full match. That match is part of your compensation, and you don't want to not take advantage of it. It's also a guaranteed return on your investment, and there are very few investments that have a guaranteed return. The next place you'll want to put your money is towards any high interest rate debt. Typically, anything above 8% interest is considered high interest. So generally, you want to pay off your highest interest debt first. If you've got a credit card that's at 16% interest, then that's what you want to tackle. There aren't many investments that are going to give you a better return on your money than paying down 16% interest of credit card debt. Once you have paid any high interest rate debt, then focus on funding any available retirement accounts like your 401k or 403b. If you have a high deductible health insurance and are qualified for a health savings account, then you'll want to max that out if you can. So the maximum annual contribution for an HSA account is $3,650 for a single individual and $7,300 for families in 2022. And that's generally not that hard to fund. I personally would max out my health savings account or HSA before a retirement account because the money that goes in there goes pre-tax, grows tax-free, and then comes out tax-free as long as it's used to pay for medical expenses. And eventually, we all have medical expenses that we're going to want to pay for. 
I actually don't use the money in the HSA to pay for my medical expenses as I go. I just keep all my receipts for medical expenses so that if I do take out money, I have receipts to show that I can apply it to so that I don't have to pay taxes on it. But I am actually just leaving all that money to keep growing and growing. And then far off when I'm you know, in my retirement years, 60s, 70s, when I'm sure my healthcare bills will be much higher, I can use the money then. But that aside, again, the next place that you're going to want to invest are tax-advantaged retirement accounts. Once you've gotten to this point, your next tier of priorities for investing and paying down debt will actually depend on your financial goals. In terms of investing, options include funding a backdoor Roth IRA, and this is assuming that your income doesn't allow you to fund a Roth IRA directly, which for most physicians is the case or funding college savings plans like 529 plans if you've got children and you want to help them pay for college. In 2022, the maximum contribution for a Roth IRA is $6,000. There are no annual contribution limits for 529 plans. However, they are considered gifts for federal tax purposes. So in 2022, you likely want to limit your contributions to $16,000 per child so that you're not paying a gift tax on the money that you're putting in there. You know, you can also look at just paying off your moderate interest rates, anything between 4 and 8%. Another consideration is also just building up your emergency fund savings, as well as saving for any down payment on a primary residence. If you end up borrowing on credit cards due to not having savings, if there is an unexpected expense or emergency, that interest rate may be a lot higher than paying down your moderate debt of somewhere between 4 and 8% or the rate of return on other investments. One way to think about it is that in general, you expect a 10% return on the stock market after inflation or somewhere between 7 and 8% before inflation. The stock market is a good investment when your time horizon is long. It's easy to get into. You can buy shares of ETFs for just a few hundred dollars. A VTI, which is the Vanguard Total Stock Market Index Fund, was trading around $200 per share at the time of this recording. Vanguard funds have minimums that start as low as $1,000. So when you're investing in the stock market with a return of 7 to 8%, your average gains become similar to those moderate interest rates of 4 to 8%. And that's what goes behind the thinking of whether or not you want to invest versus paying down moderate interest rate debt of that 4 to 8%. But of course, the stock market could go up really high and it can also go down in a given year. That fluctuation will also matter. And you can even look at the current market. If it looks like you're in a bear market and the stock market's going down, then you may be more compelled to pay off your medium interest rate debt. If the stock market is in a bull market and constantly going up, then you may want to consider investing the money in the stock market as opposed to paying down your moderate interest rate debt. This is where you want to look at your financial goals and what's going on in order to really make a decision. What I really recommend is having a mix of investing and paying down debt in this range because you don't want to avoid missing that bull market when you may have really much higher rates of returns. But this also allows you to work towards paying down your debt. Also, remember to consider the other attributes of your debt. If it's tax deductible or has the possibility of being forgiven, then you don't want to necessarily pay that debt off faster. If you're at that point where you have an emergency fund, you're fully funding your retirement accounts, you're funding your backdoor Roth IRA, your healthcare savings account if you're eligible, college savings plans if you have children and want to do that, and you've basically paid off all your debt of above 4% interest, then now you're in a really good place. 
you may still have some debt that is at lower interest. We've gone through a period of time where mortgage rates on primary residence were actually really low interest, and often people could get their primary mortgages for below 4%. At this point, you have a lot of options. You could invest in a taxable account. You don't have to just invest out of a, a retirement account. You could invest in stocks from a taxable brokerage account. You could just open up a brokerage account at Vanguard, Fidelity, Merrill Lynch, whatever your favorite place is, and invest outside of uh, retirement accounts. You could also consider if you'd like to learn more about real estate investing or other avenues to diversify your investing. You could also go ahead and pay off lower interest rate debt. This does have some guaranteed return of whatever interest you're paying off, but someone argued that it's not actually helping you build your wealth since it does not actually make your money work for you. Paying off interest is not really quite the same as putting money in your pocket. However, that's only a good argument if you're actually going to use the money to invest to make more money. If you're going to use that money to spend on luxury goods, then paying down debt does actually help you build your wealth more than buying a pair of Prada shoes. Some people consider paying down their mortgage on their primary residence. You know, personally, if I had a 30-year fixed-term mortgage for 2.5%, I'm not paying that off anytime soon. However, there are times where paying down your mortgage has some advantages. If you use a physician loan to buy your home, you could consider paying down the mortgage so that you could refinance and get conventional lending at a lower interest rate. Or if you're paying private mortgage insurance or PMI, it may also be worthwhile to pay down your mortgage so that you can get rid of that PMI payment. And of course, at some point, you do want to enjoy your money. When you spend your money, spend it on what brings you joy, what makes you happy. When you're happy with the percentage of money that you have going towards investments and your high interest debts are paid off, give yourself some grace, have some fun. I hope this episode really helped you rethink about what debt is. And if you have debt, kind of reframe that in your mind and also give you an idea about how you should think about paying off debt versus investing. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and let me know by leaving a review. It really helps get the word out. And now the disclaimer, I am not a certified financial professional, and this show is really just for your education as well as your entertainment. I'm also a physician, but I'm probably not your physician. So if you need any medical advice, please consult your own physician. Thank you.